There will be no new titles released for Wii U. Please understand. Minisan. Hello and welcome to Famicast 27, your Famicast for August 2013. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by Mr. Ty Shugart. Welcome to the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome, and also Mr. Don Koopman. Once upon a time, there was a light in my life, but now there is only love in the dark. Nothing I can say, a total eclipse of the heart. Eclipse. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, it's August... Uh, Kind of. Well, some stuff came out and stuff. I guess uh, there's a couple of Not different, really. cool, a couple of different cool events that happened that we'll be talking about here. And um, actually, some new breaking news that basically just happened within like the past hour that um, we're gonna talk to you about. It's not gonna be so new by the time you hear this, but um, <laughs> it'll still be there. So, without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and get started with new business. All right, and Don is going to go ahead and kick us off with new business. Hello, everybody. Here's the guy who lives in the Netherlands. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> what have you done? I'm holding my so, tongue here. So, Danny said before the show that I come from Holland, so I want to rectify that. Thank you very much, Danny. You're very welcome. Uh, yes. Um, so, like between like appointments and stuff, I've been mostly been playing Durameshi Sports Shop. Okay. I can't stop playing that fucking game. <laughs> um, so, if you don't know, Dormeshi Sports Shop was announced during uh, last at the beginning of this month during a Nintendo Direct. Right. It was like a surprise downloadable title. Um, it was also Nintendo's first free-to-play game. Yeah. Um, Man, that, that's already a, a, like a hard sell for me. It's called Sports Shop, and it's a free-to-play game. But you sound like you really love it, so I'm intrigued. Yeah. So it are basically um, ten separate um, Famicom-esque mini games. Okay. That don't look like um, Famicom games, like when you're playing. Them, uh, but... They don't look like Famicom games, but they are like Famicom-esque in their gameplay styles. Okay. And how simple they are. Tell me more. So every single one of these games features 50 challenges in two endless modes. Okay. Which you progressively unlock when you are playing through the challenges. Um, so every game that you that you can buy initially, you can buy them for 400 yen. That's a if. You can go in discussion with the shop owner and basically get the games for extremely cheap. Ah. With real world money. I mean, yeah, with real world yeah, money. in the game, it, like what Don's saying, it's it's based on basically how much you play and kind of the more you play, you can build up like, they have like this stamp card and the more stamps you get, 
you know, filled out. There's little prizes and stuff on all of those ranging from like, you know, 10 yen off to like half off of like a game. So, I mean, if you like really start, you know, saving up a lot of that stuff, you can get a lot of these games for just, you know, a hell of a lot cheaper than, you know, just basically 40 bucks, you know, for everything that you... You basically, you basically have to play one game well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but there are also items in the game, and some games can only be bought with coupons, other games can only be bought by giving the main character of the game, the, this dark person, um, like specific items. Okay. So, there, there... In the game, there's a little narrative going on about a, about this uh, this father of like I think ten pups who has this terrible life. His wife left him. He is, is running this own this little like this sports shop which he doesn't have have any good sales on. So he goes to Huntendo to let him bar- bar- bury some games and consoles called the Huntendo 4DS. So he gives you the Huntendo 4DS, which is basically a virtual reality device for your me to go into various mini games. Right. And these mini games are pretty much straight up Famicom cartridges. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these Famicom cartridges can be bought with him in the store. You can again. Um, try to reduce the price by giving him items or coupons. And by giving him these items and saying the correct things, um, he will drop the price very dramatically and you will progress to the next part of this dark story. Ah, alright. And there are seven chapters to his story. Like, he goes from from having completely nothing to um, meeting up with some girls and having a good time. Yeah, um, he He goes from having his car smashed through his shop to meeting the girl of his dreams and moving on further with his life. Okay, I at first I was mentally envisioning this this game like a, like a free-to-play version of Skate or Die or something. <laughs> but but now it sounds like a dating sim. But that still sounds like a pretty good combination to me. It's not really a dating sim. It's more the fact that you have to give these items for this dog to get further on with his life and do something with his fucking life. Okay. Uh, um, and the story is kind of like intriguing and just hilarious all the way through. So that actually keeps you going. And that kept me going and purchasing all of these 10 games. All right. I was, I was like, I wanted to see where this goes. Yeah. And I'm, I was very glad that I, that I got to see where it goes um, because I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and it's free to play, so, so free to get started. Yeah, it's free to get started. So you get a free demo of one of the games to get you going and see what that's about. Um, beyond that, you again, you have to buy one of the ten games to keep yourself in the in the ground and keep yourself now off the ground and see how everything will progress. Um, and that's it's it's fair enough. I mean, the ten various mini games are based around like. Um, various baseball or honkball based minigames. Huh. Alright. So one of them is is like these Nintendo used to make back in the day like these these ball hitting machines where you could which you could play in sports centers. Yeah. And one of the mini games is based on that. Huh. Um another one is that you have to move around the Nintendo three D S and have to 
have to move up the system to keep her hitting a ball on a bat. And it, 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 it it's really addictive and fun. It's really crazy. Okay. That sounds um, kind of neat. Yeah, it, it is super neat. It's actually really, really interesting. Um, what else is there? Um, there is uh, yeah, there is a mini game where you would would hold the 3ds and you would have to tilt it up and down to get um, to move to various targets and to shoot uh, directly into the right places. There's another one where you are the judge and you have to see if a ball is out or not. In baseball and terminology, we call that umpire. Yes, the empire. Umpire. And there's another one where you are basically just holding the glove and try to hit balls that that um, puppets and suits are su- are throwing at you or hitting you with a with a ball with a with a baseball bat. Ah. Um, so so all of these games are kind of nuts and have again all of these endless modes features and all the scores can be traded for street pass and spot pass. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to keep you going, and it's a game that kind of keeps you coming back and again to keep, improve your scores. And there's also some fun unlockables because if you like finish like an endless mode, um, and you get a gold medal on them, you get a suit for your meter wear. And this can be a business suit. This can be like a washed-up karate suit. Cool. Um, and there's all of that stuff like that. So it's 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 a lot of fun. It's 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 a particular taste for sure. But I can't really not say that I had a good time with it. I had a really good time playing it. And I still kind of do. I still go back and again to improve my scores. And I got some street passes out of it during Gamescom of some Japanese like um, journalists. So I'm kind of trying to go through these scores right now and see how far I can get to it. Cool. And... You know, I think Don might have mentioned this earlier, but he did have like a segment that he did earlier this month on connectivity. So if you want to definitely hear more about this game, well, you might have heard more about it here than actually on that actual segment. But uh, yeah, no, definitely give that a listen. It's you know talks a lot a lot about the stuff that you know he covered today. But there's a couple other things that you know didn't talk about. But yeah, it's no, it's a really cool game. Um, personally, my favorite part is the uh, weird anthropomorphic pitching machines, which are like they're in the ground and all of a sudden they just pop out and they're heads of these guys it's really and they have, and they have suits on. yeah it's just really bizarre <laughs> but uh but, but i i think it's one of the more interesting titles that nintendo has released on the eShop. Yeah. yeah i think it's definitely worth a try at least because you can try it for free i would definitely just try it for the intro and see where it will take you if you are intrigued well just buy more games and see where it will take you if you're not fair if you're not intrigued well, fair enough. You at least tried it. You didn't pay for it. No so harm, tr- no foul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I also played some one of one one, but I want to keep that for another day. So, I guess I'm going to end it here. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and move on to the next question. Right, and Ty is going to be next with new business. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but I really like fighting games. I had no idea. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what, the he- what the heck is a fighting game? Well, well you see, uh, 
two people put in coins in one arcade machine, and then they hit buttons to knock out the other player. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So, um... Still seems a fake concept to me. Explain it more. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, anyway. Like, I played at least six different fighting games this month. Um, one I want to draw attention to is uh, Guilty Gear Xrd. That that's <laughs> XRD. A name only a mother could love. <laughs> exactly. Um. So. Boom shakalaka. Yeah, that game isn't out. It was a location test in Tokyo, where oh, okay. uh, yeah, over in Akihabara, they uh, closed off a uh, a floor of um one of the Club Sega places, and uh, just uh filled the entire floor with the uh, Guilty Gear Xrd machines. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, nice. So you could get in there, and for just a hundred yen, you could play the game with uh, the six characters they ha- have in so far. And basically, they just you know gather impressions, look at balance, just see how people you know play the game, and it gives everyone else a chance to preview it. Yeah, no, that's really cool, man. Yeah, and. uh Based on history, this game actually has an okay chance of coming to the Wii U. <laughs> so you might want to might want to pay attention to this game. Oh, and also the animation is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. Um, basically, um, they have made three D models look like anime, like where it will actually fool people. I'm not talking like you know just cell shading, you know. I mean, because those still look like 3D models. But this, like, they, they nail the look where, you know, it looks like anime. Like, watch the trailer. Fool your friends. Yeah, I had a friend who would not believe it was a, a 3D model. Yeah, dude, because I remember when you first started talking about this. And, um, yeah, you said, hey, man, check out the trailer. And I did. I was like, holy crap, this is ridiculous. It looks great. Yeah. I mean... You can tell, like, there's so many clever little animation tricks to, like, take a 3D model, do whatever you want with it, and make it look like it's hand-drawn 2D. It's nuts. So, yeah, uh, in the beta, there's six different characters. Uh, Let me try to remember. There's, like, the, you know, like the two main characters. You got Soul Bad Guy and Kai Kisuke. Almost like the Ken and Ryu of the game, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. There was uh, May, the cute little pirate girl. Um, there was Venom, the the billiards playing assassin. There was um, what's his name, the grappler. What's his name, grappler guy? Yeah. Potemkin, that's his name. He's he's been okay. redesigned a bit. He looks like a, a Kingdom Hearts guy now. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Who else? Oh yeah, Chip, the ninja. I lost a lot of matches to Chip. I mean, the the characters I like from Guilty Gear were not in the playable bunch, so that was sad. But it's still great. Like I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun and it like I said, it looks amazing. And uh, I believe it's actually running on the Unreal Engine. Really? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> okay, so yeah. 
that's my insight into that location test. Please look forward to this game. All right. Other fighting games. Please be excited. Yes. Please understand. Um, Skullgirls. The... Directly to yes, you. Yes, Skullgirls. Let's talk about Skullgirls. The new edition just came out on PC uh, with the new character, the new balance changes. And if you own the Steam version, you are also enrolled in the, the permanent beta. Ooh. Yeah. Like, um... They can integrate, like, balance test changes and stuff, like, immediately into the Steam beta. And, like, you can, like, literally, like, hop on the Skullgirls chat and talk to the main designer, Mike Z. Wow. Yeah. And, and like, sometimes he'll just be in the, in that chat room saying, like, okay, I'm going to try this balance change. All right, it's in. Get in there and try it out. So that's that's an amazing little development thing. Yeah, that that's really rad, man. Yeah. And also, if you own Skullgirls, you will be getting all five of the upcoming DLC characters for free. Because all the Kickstarters guys paid so much money. Yeah, so if you get the game, uh, check out the contributor credits and look for me. It's like, where's Waldo? (laughs) And I believe Don is in there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I actually recognized a lot of names. So, yeah, get in there. Try it on Steam. Uh, Yeah, the PC version is going to get all the updates and stuff first. So look into it. 15 bucks, price to move. GGPO netcode. Tutorials. All the nice things you could ever want. (laughs) All right. Let's see. What else have I been playing? Dive Kick. (laughs) That game is... I haven't played. I haven't played Dive Kick I w- yet. I laugh I every Kick. time I play it. It's like the world's first successful and probably only attempt at a comedy fighting game, <laughs> and I love it. I love it to bits. If you're familiar with like fighting game tournament scene in jokes, you will love this game. Hmm. Even if you don't, you might love it anyway. <laughs> um. Isn't PlayStation Battle Royale a comedy fighting game? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and there's a a nice little perk. If you uh, buy the PS3 version, you get the Vita version for for free. Hey. Or vice versa. Yes, Yes, they come in a two-pack. I I already already bought it on my feet on my 3G version, but I still haven't downloaded it properly. Right. So, yeah, and also the game is literally two buttons. You can configure them any yep. way you want, which is nice. I, I feel I, I feel I've heard so much about Dive Kick because I Dave Lang has been so much at Giant Bomb. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's he's totally friends with the guy, so he's been they've been talking like all the time about Dive Kick. They had a Dive Kick tournament at some point before it even came out. Yeah, like I, the game I believe originated at. Oh God, what's the tournament that Keys runs? Is it UFGT? It, it, they actually like just made the game with two characters, kind of as like a, you know, like a fun little side event to attract people to this tournament. And then they expanded it into a bunch of characters. I believe they had a Kickstarter, and now there's like ten characters or so, and they all play something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they all play differently, and they're filled with jokes and comedy. Yeah, like 
Still, again, still have to play it, but I uh, kind of want to. Yeah, like I said, I laugh every time. And it's so easy to play. Anybody can play this. Show your parents. Show your kid's sister. They can play it. <laughs> because there's two buttons. It's dive and kick. So if you set them up for, like, you know, on your PS3, R3 and L3, think that'd be fun? Um... The analog clicks? <laughs> Yeah, you could do that, I guess. I think the default is, like, the left shoulder button and right shoulder button. Okay. Yeah. Like, I I believe there's a custom controller that exists in some capacity. It's just, like, two of the... Yeah, it's just two of the huge buttons from Pop and Music and, like, this (laughs) big wood panel. (laughs) Yeah, if you you guys haven't seen the Pop and Music buttons, they're, like, these, these huge, round, clicky buttons. They're, like, five inches across. Man, whatever happened to that franchise? Pop and well, music. they still come out with arcade games in Japan. I want to control. They don't do any console versions anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Like, hmm. hmm. There was one for the Wii, but that used that used the Wii mode and the nunchuck. Yeah, they 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 made like a like an Xbox Live Arcade spinoff that was absolutely terrible. What was it called? <laughs> oh yeah, I I heard that about that. What was it called? Indeed. I know uh... I have it. I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I tried the demo of it. Yeah, yeah, it has some weird name and, like, doesn't even let you play nine buttons. Yeah. I f- I f- uh, the, the, the Wii version was terrible because it had any, like, G-pop or anything, like, cultural stuff. It was tr- straight up, like, Western pop music. Barf. <laughs> like, like Hillary Duff and that sort of My stuff. My favorite. Yeah, so that's weird. But... Dive kick, yeah. Try it out. It's fun. Uh, now let's see. What else did I play? I played some more Yadagrasu. Cool. Um, the re- recently canceled 3DS version yeah. of the game. Cool. Hope you like PSP. Actually, <laughs> y- y'all should just get the PC version. It has existed for a long time, actually. Mm-hmm. And you can use your fight stick or whatever. You can play it with a friend. I don't. I don't have a. Fi- I don't have a fight stick for PC. You can though. play it with the. I don't have a friend. You can play it with a standard controller. <laughs> but I like standard controllers. Yeah. So yeah, if you like Street Fighter Three Third Strike, but like hate all the weird problems with Street Fighter Three Third Strike, Yadagrasu is the game for you. Maybe that. What if I like? What if I like Fourth Strike? Well, then you'll love Yadagrasu. <laughs> oh, you'll awesome. be able to play more than one character in a tournament because balance <laughs> all, right, all right all right like street fighter 3 third strike is fun as heck but boy golly does it have problems <laughs> oh golly yeah like doesn't doesn't have any game have problems no i mean third strike has severe problems but it's also severely fun so it it's like an awkward situation. It's the it's the Smash Brothers of serious fighting games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, like in Third Strike, you have like two characters that are amazingly good and win every tournament. You have like four or five more characters that are pretty good, but probably won't ma- win a major tournament. And then you have like twenty characters that are garbage. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that does sound a lot like Smash Brothers. 
In some regards, yeah. Yeah, and um, there, there, there are like a couple of oversights in that game, like the way pairing works. Like, um, if you like just parry like almost every time before you hit a button, you know, there's not really much risk involved. Um, fireballs are useless in that game because you can just parry them and they don't really do a lot of damage anyway. So, like, you know, Yadagrasu has kind of fixed that. Like, you can't parry fireballs. Um, parrying instead of tapping forward on the stick, they they have, like, a, a button for parry now. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, it yeah, it plays a lot like Third Strike. It has some really interesting characters. It has a, a character that <laughs> literally has, like, a motion where you do five 360s on the stick. Oh, God. <laughs> to, to do a throw. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and lord help you if you get hit by that <laughs> I don't want to see that uh... <laughs> it, it's funny it's funny if it happens I, I was so I was playing this uh, this ninja girl character I believe her name was Hanzo um, she has some interesting stuff like she has like a command throw where you charge down and then hit up like Gal's flash kick. I see. Yeah. So like you could like dive kick into that and then like try to set it up. Dive. Yes, I love dive kicks. Let me tell you about <laughs> dive. No, no, no. Um. So yeah, that gave me a nice flashback to a Ninja Turtles tournament fighter on the Super Nintendo. Mm. You know, Denny, how do you feel about all this? Good. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Then he, then he, then he, then he's like, "What the heck are you guys talking about?" <laughs> I'm listening intently. Yeah. Okay. So trying to, trying to learn something. So yeah, I like weird stuff. Basically, I like so what, charging yeah. a down up motion for a command throw. That's the kind of weird things I like. So you know, in like every fighting game ever made, it's almost like a roll motion or a 360 or something. If you're doing a special super duper throw. So anything else is weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anything else? Uh, let's see. Well, I guess I've been playing Borderlands 2. You shoot a lot of guys in that game. That's not that's not a fighting yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, like, I was at... He said six fighting games, so I was interested in other okay. four or other three. Okay, Bushido Blade on PlayStation 1. Awesome. I went into okay. a, awesome. a tournament for that game, having oh, never yeah. played it before. <laughs> At FRB, I made top four. (laughs) (laughs) Japan National Tournament, as they were ironically yelling. And then then I lost to a guy who'd played the game before. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) There was a team tournament for uh, Smash Brothers on Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. It it was two on two. Uh, I didn't really get anywhere. Too bad. Yeah. And the N64 version is kind of hard to get back to. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did pretty good, but, you know, I didn't have a pro partner or anything. Yeah. I don't. I didn't really uh, want to talk uh, shit it's about kinda, them. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's kind of hard to go... When you, when you went back go to Melee or even Pro, it's kind of hard to go back to dancing. Yeah, the 64 version, it's so slow. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know... I feel like the characters in that game, like just the way they're designed, they're a lot more unique. Like, 
yeah, I feel I, I like the yeah, like uh, like the, the rolling punch of Mario. Yeah, it's it's like uh, the ind- the individual properties of the characters like really really stand out in that game. Whereas like you know melee and brawl they're a little more normalized, but like you know in that game you actually have to be ca- careful of like Samus's charge shot and stuff like that. Donkey Kong's throws. Yeah. They're very inherently different games to what it later become. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't get the original Smash Brothers until, shoot, like, Wii Virtual Console. That's like, weird. Yeah, I had played it, oh, but I just man. never had it. I think, you know, when it came out, I mean, I was in high school, I didn't have any money, you know, that type of thing. And I remember I remember the commercials, the U.S. commercials and stuff. I thought they looked hilarious. But Oh, I yeah, just... with, the, with, with the guys in the mascot outfits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just great. That was a know? good ad. It was really good, and you know, then you see like the gameplay, and like I was reading reviews, and then like some kid at my school had it, and he's telling me about it. I was like, "Holy crap, that sounds awesome!" Yeah, I mean, but... that was one of the reasons to own a sixty-four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, for me, the N sixty-four uh, era was Smash Brothers and Pokemon Stadium, and the rest I zoned out about. Oh. I was, you know, we did, we were really into GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, and all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and so. Mario Kart. Uh, I like Diddy Kong Racing uh, better. The, okay. Um, I mean, it was a lot of good stuff, but when I directly think back at like the N64 era, it's mostly Smash Brothers and Pokemon Stadium matches. Well, for me, it was like Mario Kart, Goldeneye, Perfect Dark, um, yeah, Diddy Kong Racing. I also played a lot of Hexen for some reason. Oh my god, you poor bastard. No, that game is <laughs> um, I mean, like... yeah amazingly funny kind of oh, good i did not yes, like hexen yes. at all did you I play did co-op like or it. versus i think when i was playing versus with my friend and it was just not okay well you have to know stuff to play <laughs> versus but Dude, yeah but it's so good and so funny mm-hmm. like just the items in that game like you can there's so much like funny emergent gameplay that happens when you have like yeah you have the the item that like kind of bursts and push pushes guys away from you. You you get the item that lets you fly. You get the item that turns the other players into a pig. Meanwhile, <laughs> everyone is running around the map at sixty miles an hour, trying to get like the three pieces of their ultimate weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like there's so much room for like comedy and emergent gameplay. Mm-hmm. I would I would recommend that game to anyone. <laughs> Maybe I should take another look because I mean, I, I, my friend either rented you it or possibly should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, if I if I'm currently like going deeper into N sixty four, like memories go back to me. But it's like I played too much like like multiplayer games yeah. on it that like the single player. And that games game came are... out like early. Like that game yeah. came out like spring of uh, ninety seven. So that was like my holdover to Goldeneye. Yeah. But I ended up. Me and my brother and, you know, whoever we had over, we just played that game a lot because it was <laughs> so fun and so funny. <laughs> like, not on purpose, but it was, like, straight-up funny. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. That's the best kind of funny. Okay. And the last fighting game I played, I've been playing uh, Mar- Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, as <laughs> usual. I'm trying to, trying to make the switch to, to Doctor Doom. Since he's amazingly good, I kind of don't care about Ultimate. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> like I'm actually gonna spend time talking about it this month. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 you actually did it last time, so yeah. 
Um, so I actually defrauded my way up to top four at the monthly. That was good. Okay. Um, well, you know, you know, it was a smaller crowd than usual. I heard there was a tournament going over and going on over in Kyoto or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did pretty good. And then I got blown up by a guy from Portland, of all Whoa. places. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Like I, I used to go over to Portland every now and then because it was close to my hometown and played the tournaments there, and hang out with the some cool friends I made through NWR. Mm-hmm. Or Planet GameCube, as it was back in my day. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. So, I love going over to Portland. I love going over to the arcade there, Ground Control. Mm-hmm. It's a barcade, so you can drink oh. and play like classic arcade games. And there's also events like trivia and tournaments and stuff. Yeah, so if you're in or near Portland, go to Ground Control. Shout outs. <laughs> but yeah. So Marvel, Doctor Doom is really good. He's amazingly versatile. Um He go I mean I only I to be honest, I will say this quite quickly because because some people I never said this on record, so some people don't know. Yeah. I don't I never bought Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom free because I felt burned by the original. There you okay. Go. Evidently. Well, they did make a lot of changes they needed to make between Vanilla Marvel 3 and Ultimate. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, X-Factor is not as rough in Ultimate. And, yeah, they definitely toned down Phoenix. I, hmm. Like, I, I've been, like, a holdout Phoenix player for the longest time, but I'm, try- I'm trying to make the switch to ditch Phoenix, get Doctor Doom on there. Like... How's that going for you? Then? Um, I'm not used to Doctor Doom, but I can see it's clearly the the right choice. Like, you know, you pick three characters in that game, and I've yeah, yeah. pretty much always always played Spider Man as my point character. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Uh, yes. So the the difference between like playing Spider Man and Phoenix on your team versus playing Spider Man and Doctor Doom on your team, like with Spider Man, if you you start a combo on a guy, you could pretty much kill them if you have Doctor Doom backing you up. If yeah. you have Phoenix, you only half kill them, but like if you get five meters with Phoenix, then you're able to win for free almost. <laughs> but wow. you you know, F- Phoenix got way weaker in Ultimate Three. Like they're like a lot of setups that can kill her and like Virgil, one of the most popular characters now has like a lot of good tools against Phoenix. So instead of like backloading my team like that, I think it's a better idea to play Spidey and doom and just try to fight straight up rather than putting all my eggs in the Phoenix basket, if you will. Fair enough. All right. So I think that's six fighting games, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 right. that's six yeah. fighting games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. play fighting games. They're the best. <laughs> all right, man. Well, um, if that's all you got, I'll go ahead and wrap us up. Yeah, let's go.
All right, and I'm going to wrap us up with new business. Um, I've actually I've been playing a lot of different stuff. Some of the stuff, you know, Don has already played. Don, I mean, she's sports ten sports shop. Um, you know, a couple other things too. But uh, I am one of the few people in Japan to have bought Yakuza One and Two HD on the Wii U. Um, gosh, how did I not? Gosh, how did I not predict this? Oh wait, I fucking yeah. did. Which one has the UFO catchers? Yeah, this one does. One and two. Yeah, they both got them. Nice. All, all of them. All of them have. Uh, nice. Mm-hmm. I played some real life UFO catchers. I got some nice <laughs> anime figures. Hey. <laughs> hey, we talked about it on so many episodes. It kind of feels normal real that you have to mention a UFO catcher. Yeah. Uh, well, it has been a while. It has. I'm trying to. I'm trying to cut back. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Have you any won anything recently, then, Ty? Yeah, I got an Aquapaza figure, and I got the brand new Miku, Miku figure. <laughs> oh, nice! And I have some weird little cats that look like donuts. <laughs> I, I I know that I know those cats. They um they come from a um, character creator who also did like the the character creation stuff for um, um Fire Emblem Awakening and. Uh, liberation made and all that sort of games oh that's amazing whenever i see a cat yeah, he... whenever i see cats in the ufo catcher i have to get it i have a nice cat collection man I, i'm uh, the, 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 the donut cat was uh yeah that's that's made by that same person uh, wow that is a small world i'm telling you ty you need yeah. to come to the ufo catchers in my town because you could win game consoles and... yeah there, there's um there's one in akihabara actually in front of one of the game shops where you can win uh, a console cool did you win yeah. two or three? <laughs> Not yet. I'll let you know when I do. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so let's going back to the game that we actually don't want to talk yeah, about. So Tell me more. Think, Tell me about Yakuza. In terms of sales, I think James Jones put it best in the most recent episode of RFN. Well, the most recent one I listened to about the NFL that if you like games, you probably didn't listen to. But the sales for Yakuza 1 and 2 HD on Wii U it's just like a fucking dumpster fire. I mean, it's just so bad. <laughs> but, I mean, like in the first week, they didn't even crack like the top 50 for sales. And it was like at that point, that was like less than 2,000 units. And they didn't do it this past week either. So, uh, yeah, this is selling horribly here in Japan. But still didn't keep me from buying it like a couple of days after it launched. Um you know, and I, I know a lot of people out there are probably thinking, hey, idiot, you could have just bought these on the PS2 for, like, a lot cheaper. Uh, yeah, it's true. But then I'd have to get a PS2 again, because mine's in America. Um, but, you know what? Why didn't you just wait till America and took your PS2 back to nah, Japan? I'm good. No, you know, I was really kind of looking forward to this game. I like this, uh, like this style of game. Um, then why didn't you play it before? I just didn't. If, <laughs> I mean, you know... Um, that, that's that's everyone what's currently thinking. I'm just pointing out what they are yeah, thinking right I now. Just... If you if you if you're really interested in that sort of style of game, why didn't you play it before? Because I'm played it into playing it now. Uh... <laughs> but um, that's kind of weird. You're, you're just playing it because it's on a Nintendo system. Uh, yep, that's exactly why. <laughs> well, we live in the future now, where there's a lot of video games to choose from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of them is not Yakuza 1 and 2 HD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this game this game's going to get a lot of hate, and I understand that. That's fine. It's a remake of, you know, a nearly decade-old two hey, games. Hey, hey, Denny, let me put it in this perspective. Mm-hmm. EX Troopers sold even better than this. Hey, not... <laughs> EX Troopers is probably a little bit better of a game, but...
Yo, if Sega's like putting out unpopular games, where's my Shinmu 3? Yeah, well, that's what Yakuza kind of like became, or so they say. Um, Damn. And it's never going to happen. It sucks. But. Well, Killer Instinct 3 happened. It did. (laughs) So, like, like Shinmu 3 is my new most wanted game. (laughs) Let's cross our fingers (laughs) together because, uh, God. Don't you you want Killer Instinct 4? Yeah, well. Yeah. I, I can't say that until after Killer Instinct 3 comes out. <laughs> Fair enough, but I liked it very much. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Yakuza 1 and 2, um, it's a fun game. It's, it's a really you know, interesting story, and controls are generally okay. But, you know, I sometimes know. like visual stuff, I mean, because it is just you know an HD remake of a PS2 game, I mean, sometimes the stuff's pretty crisp, and then sometimes it's literally just like a you know a video taken from the PlayStation 2 version put on the Wii U version. <laughs> so it's like something like 160 by 240 I, pixels. I mean, it's stretched out, like stretched, stretched out. out. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it looks awful. It just looks so bad. But I mean, that's like that's like half of like the videos in the game, both of the games combined, probably. But um, you know, that aside, and other sometimes too, like in the first Yakuza game, um combat's a little sketchy i mean you know it's the first game in that series so i can understand you know they, they can learn a little bit even between the first and second game but like the first game sometimes like you know you're doing your combo thing and all of a sudden you just start going crazy you know kicking the midair and then the you know the bad guys just beat the shit out of you or something which is fun uh but in the second one it seems like they have kind of like more rubber bandy kind of thing so even if you're close but not exactly there you kind of like just go right you know at the bad guy around you which is nice because like I said, it, it got kind of annoying in the first game, just like missing and stuff like that, just by a little bit, and then just have the guys pounce on you. But um, no, I probably played these for like I don't know, like thirty-five hours or something like that. And I just beat the second one last night, and uh, now they're cool games. But I mean, you know, a little bit technically flawed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so this is probably never going to leave Japan. So don't ever look forward to playing this on Wii U if you don't live in Japan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, that yeah, pretty much sounds yeah. Right. So, um, the 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 thing is with Yakuza One and Two, nobody, there was no interest it, for that game, and yeah. I knew it directly from the point it was yeah. announced. I mean, it's the pe- the, the people yeah. that wanted to buy it, the they could have got it on the PS2, or they could have got the PS3 remake, and you know, like what I think sixty thousand or hundred thousand people did that or something, you know. Uh, let me let me quickly think. When came out the PS3 remake? Yeah, November. Yeah, that's yeah, that's way yeah. too late. Uh, so I, I'm sorry, but we, that, that ship is, a, is, is. If those two games came out alongside of one another, fair sure. enough. But that ship has. Yeah, I have sale. no idea what they're expecting for sales of this game. They probably didn't think it would be this low, <laughs> but man, yeah, that that really kills. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Did you uh, review it, perchance? I'm going to. Um, I mean, I just beat it last night, so I, I wrote some impressions are up on the site, and at the time, I'd only played, like, the first game. Um, okay. But, yeah, so I, I'm planning on doing a review, hopefully maybe sometime this week, before I have to start working like a normal person again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious, like, uh, what what would you score the game? What's your ballpark score? Seven, maybe? Cause, I mean, Seven out of ten. Yeah, because it's, it's a good game, but, I mean, it's just technically flawed in some areas but it's not like egregious and like awful and if it was like you know those playstation 2 quality cutscenes every time that'd be like jesus man this is bad <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean and what's what's really bad about it too because i mean these cutscenes are made like in engine 
but they're just you know low res versions of it and it just looks terrible oh oh shit <laughs> i see yeah I mean, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wow. mean, like the first game, they do actually have like some FMV type of stuff that's not like in-engine crap, and it's like okay, I kind of get it, I guess. But then like this other stuff, it's like really, what did it? I probably would have took a lot more time and money than they really wanted to invest in this thing. But yeah, wow. I don't know. But bottom line, do you kind of enjoy? No, it? no, I liked it a lot. Uh, you liked it a lot. Yeah, story is okay. cool. I mean. But yeah, just sometimes some of the control stuff and some of the visual stuff is just kind of a pain in the ass and just stupid. But oh, do you think this been ten years since those games came mm-hmm. out? Yeah, but uh, you know the Miiverse community is very small <laughs> for this game, and um, oh gee, I wonder it's, why. Yeah, it's a, it's a mystery. <laughs> but um, no, no, it's fun. But yeah, you you can play it on other platforms if you really want to play it. So. But um, if you're a Yakuza fan, you would possibly b- play it on PlayStation. Probably. Anyway. So the other thing I've been kind of fiddling around with uh, earlier this month, uh, Hulu came out on 3DS, an application for Hulu. Uh, it's still not available in North America yet, and I've been using it to watch The Office because, for whatever reason, Hulu Japan uh, translated like the first three seasons of Hulu and put it on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and now that is amazing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And actually last year, apparently they did that like three seasons of Sun, sons of anarchy and also three seasons of Mad Men, but sons of anarchy and Mad Men are already like off of the service. So I guess Japanese people hated it. Just so, just so I know, is it the office US of the office UK? US. Okay. But I like the UK one too. UK one's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're both yeah. good. Um, and I, actually, you know, honestly, like the first three or four seasons of The Office U.S., they're great. And then after that, it's a little, yeah, dodgy, mm. I think. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I liked all of them. Really? Uh, just for me, it's, <laughs> it's just like a couple of the seasons. I think like five and six I just didn't really care for. And then I started kind of getting into it again with okay, seven and eight. Okay, okay. But um, no, I mean, the interface is kind of slow and laggy and it's there's like no background music or anything there are no noises whenever you select stuff and gee i wonder why <laughs> it's it's kind of shoddily made i mean it, it gets the job done i guess but uh man i don't need sounds on my video selecting interface <laughs> <laughs> All right. it's not necessary but i was just you know just kind of well the nico, the nico nico app on wii u um, offers music while you are selecting okay. video oh, and it? stuff, and yeah. it's really nice music too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got a question though. Like, uh, how are the ads? No ads. No ads. Because with yeah, yeah with Hulu, <laughs> because with Hulu Japan, it's different than Hulu America, where you know if you're using it on anything other than like your PC, you have to like pay money. And in yeah. Japan, you just have to pay money regardless yeah. of where. And like last it. time I used Hulu US, like the website, there were so many ads. Yeah. I was just like, fuck it, and <laughs> I hopped it. on a torrent site. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a good thing about Hulu Japan. I mean, it's like 980 in a month or something, so, you know, about 10 bucks. That's not too bad, and they have some good stuff. I mean, I got I was kind of bummed that they took Sands of Anarchy and Mad Men off of there because I just wanted just to watch them again on my, you know, 3DS or Wii U. But uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, when you have, like, a video service like that, I mean, you got to know, you just got to know that your main competition is pirates. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, and you can't compete with that price. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you can compete with that convenience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just have to 
have to make it more convenient than piracy. And then there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why Netflix is so popular. Yeah. It's more convenient than torrents. Yeah. So I think, you know, Hulu Japan. That's why Steam is so popular. <laughs> it's more convenient than pirating a game. Yeah. And with Hulu Japan, I mean, they got like tons and tons of like anime and stuff. Like, I think they have almost every Pokemon imaginable. I don't even know. I like go to the, you know, page and I'm like, I don't even know what the hell this is. <laughs> you know, I'll be impressed if they have the seizure episode. They might. I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> I, I doubt it, <laughs> but um, if they did, I would be impressed. That'd be great. I want to see that actually. On a related note, also Bandai Channel came out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Bandai Ooh, Namco. Do tell. Bandai Namco did like some kind of a special channel for the Wii U. That's you have to what? It's pay like a ten bucks a month or something. You can watch all the anime you mm -hmm. want. And the kind is, I wanted to try it, but I have to do this this the. IP thing where yeah. I can change my IP, but it's very difficult. Sure, especially when, with in regards to doing something with your Wii U, because you can't do like VPN stuff directly, you know, on the Wii U interface. It's yeah, you have to have stuff set up. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Man, Nintendo need, yeah. really needs to get away from that region locking. <laughs> there, I, I mean, the, 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 I mean, the thing, the thing is though, the, yeah, the thing is though, the Nico Nico app works perfectly on my on my Japanese mm -hmm. Wii U. I can just play play around with it and watch videos, which, funny enough, in comparison to the YouTube app, this X one actually allows you to watch videos on the freaking gamepad, hmm. which is such an oversight on the YouTube version. Yeah, I think I checked YouTube once, maybe around launch day, and I said, oh, this is garbage, and just haven't even opened it up since. And there, there's there's plenty of stuff to find on Nico Nico these days, mm -hmm. so I actually like enjoying using it on my on my Wii U more than the PC version. For the PC version, offers does offer English. Mm -hmm. so. mm. Yeah, and that's that's one thing about you know Hulu, getting back to that. On the Wii U version of Hulu, here in Japan, you can do English or Japanese, uh, whichever you want. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, it's kind of cool, but 3DS version, you can't. I mean, it's just only Japanese, mm. you know, whatever. But, yeah, and I mean, you know, for the office, I mean, it's not like dubbed or anything. It's, you know, subtitled. Uh, <laughs> it'd be really weird if they uh, dubbed it, but and there'd be a lot of work, <laughs> but, uh, hmm. yeah, no, it's cool. It's not perfect, but it's, you know, it's another way I can get my stats boosted on my, uh, uh, system thing, you know, keeping your stats and stuff or whatever. And I'm, 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 I'm into yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to really do it for me. So we'll go ahead and move on to the news. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start up with the news here. <laughs> and uh, we're going to start up with the media create sales from August 12th to August 18th. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go through this kind of quickly. Uh, Disney's Magic Castle, the new Namco Bandai Disney game on 3DS. It's That week it sold 41,679 copies. I, yeah, I kind of want to try Yeah, it. I do too, but I don't want to pay like 50 bucks for it. I might pay pay fifty bucks, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that came out August first, I think, or beginning of the month, August second, something like that. And uh, yeah, it's already over two hundred thousand copies. Obviously, Disney is popular in Japan; always has been. Um, Mario and Luigi Dream Team thirty eight thousand copies. It's sitting up for about two hundred forty four thousand here. Tomodachi Collection still going strong, twenty eight thousand up to one point three million here. 
Uh, One Piece Romance Dawn for 3DS. It sold about 15,000 copies, up to about 40,000 here. I think that just came out earlier this month, I think. Hmm. Um, then, yeah, Ace, Ace Attorney Dual Destinies, about 13,000, up to about 322,000 here in Japan. Uh, then Animal Crossing New Leaf, 13,000, up 3.3 million here in Japan, which is ridiculous. Again, it doesn't include uh, uh, digital sales. Yeah, which are probably like over a million. Um, uh, no, it's, it's roughly five million. Really? Now. Wow, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing or Animal Crossing, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, uh, twelve thousand. It's eight hundred seventy thousand here in Japan, so it's getting kind of close to a million. Um, so, and Yokai Watch, uh, eleven thousand, up to about one hundred thirty-six. Not bad for a new IP. And uh, Pikmin three, about ten thousand, one hundred sixty-five thousand here total. And then Donkey Kong Country Returns three D. Was you know it's basically this is the top ten all like Nintendo stuff stuff on Nintendo platforms and Donkey Kong Country 3D rounds it out with ten thousand of over two hundred fifty thousand here in Japan, so uh, hardware stuff I mean 3DS you know going strong seventy thousand that week up to about twelve point one million which Don was just saying like when we were kind of in between segments here I mean that's getting really close to Wii which you know Wii is is at like twelve point six million here in Japan. We were kind of predicting it last month, but I think it's actually going to happen with Pokemon around the corner now. It's definitely Dude, yeah, going to happen. Definitely by the end of this year, it's going to be no problem. So, um, yeah. yeah, Vita. Is this stuff coming out on Vita? Dragon's Crown, maybe? That's, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. good game. So, Vita sold like 19,000. It's about 1.79 here in Japan. PS3. 14,000, 9.4. Wii U. It's, you know, we said last month, just up over that million mark, but... Still kind of lagging a little bit here, uh, twelve thousand, and uh, this that week PSP still alive, uh, seventy six hundred cop or units sold. It's up to about nineteen point nine six, really close to twenty million. And you know we about seventeen hundred, then three sixty, with the stellar number of three hundred twenty two units sold that week, getting it up to about one point six million here in Japan. So no big surprise there. It's just. I, so it will be in, the next bet will be who is quicker to get their three million Vita or Ryu? Yeah, mm, well. <laughs> what do you, what do you guys think? I don't know. That's kind of hard. <laughs> I I would like to think Wii U, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know how how many copies or like or how many systems games like Donkey Kong are going to move here in Japan. It isn't. I mean, I think when that came out on the Wii, you know, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Uh, on the Wii. I don't think it really sold too well here. I mean, not like it did, I think, overseas. I could just be completely wrong, which, you know, that's fine. I think I think it did pretty alright, actually, for Japan standards. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, we're entering that uh, that fourth quarter, that, uh, well, third quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter video game season, mm-hmm. if you will. So, yeah, I mean, stuff's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. We'll see, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess that about does it with the sales, unless you guys have any other comments or something you want to make. No. Fuck region locking. Fuck region locking. Exactly. Fuck it, man. (laughs) God! Man, Um, you know, get on the train, Nintendo. (laughs) I don't don't think they ever will. It sucks. Well, I mean, you used to be, like, not so bad. Like, you know, DS didn't have region locking. Like... And like everything before that was super easily circumventable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now in the days of firmware updates, it's not. But like you know, Sony's done away with region locking. Yeah, Microsoft has done away with region locking. 
Come on, Nintendo. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's like, it seems to me that they think, hey, well, we have these, you know, eShops and stuff, and we just want to make sure people are buying stuff from their region. Okay, that's fine. Keep that. Let me buy, let me be able to play my physical shit. Or let me be able to sign into the other, you know, stores via, like, a login. Hello. <laughs> you know, it's 2013. Come on. But. Yeah, I mean, fucking... I mean, if you've signed up for, like, a Japanese region account, you're obviously not, like, a grandma or a small child. You know what you're, <laughs> you know what you're doing, okay? Yeah, it's like, I think Nintendo trying to pander to people that are, you know, technically inept. It's, it's commendable, but it's just not necessary, at least to this extent. But. Nintendo is run by grandpas. That's kind what's of, happening it here. Kind of is. <laughs> yeah, if you if you think that Yama, Yamauchi is still pulling all the strings behind, like yeah. Iwata's back, of course. Of course, Iwata is like a puppet. He's not even alive. Yeah, I, and I mean Iwata isn't even different. <laughs> Fuck. No, no. Uh, so, like I was mentioning, kind of before the show, or I guess at the beginning of the show, Don, right before the show, he's like, "Hey, dude, did you know about this?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> some uh, yeah exactly some crazy like level five news kind of was a, basically unveiled like right before we started recording today um at level five vision 2013 yeah yeah so it's some kind of event for level five and two of the big things for nintendo at least nintendo related platforms as well one being latent five or sorry, latent five uh, latent seven which is gonna be coming out to the on the 3ds ios and android and it's it's not it's not it's not for people who are in the know. It's not it's not the sequel to Professor Layton. It's called Layton Seven. Yeah, it's just called Layton Seven. And I, I look forward yeah. to the English version in twenty thirty five. Yeah, you might. It's it's a digital title as well. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's there's really not a lot of details on it. There's some kind of a gameplay footage from the event where it showed like these little guys walking around this miniaturized city. And it's supposedly level five calls it yeah level five calls it a puzzle RPG yeah yeah so and they say that I guess it's essentially like they're saying like you make your own fun I guess out of this like the experience yeah. is kind of left up to your imagination so I don't know what that exactly means yeah like what the hell does that even mean what yeah, are they I, talking about I don't know. And they probably don't know either. That's some buzzword shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, regardless, it's it's something that exists. And there's no, you know, release date for it just yet. It's just, you know, it's just out there. Um, the other thing that was kind of announced that's kind of cool is a, a new RPG called Wonder Flick. And it's going to be coming to, like, every platform except 3DS. <laughs> Including, I mean, that means Wii U also, which is oh, cool. a Wii U game. Yeah, it's kind of rare. rare Wii it's U game. Come, it's also, it's also the wild. to Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So please understand. There will be no new titles released for Wii U. Please understand. Team Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. It's me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the only part of Team Xbox One in Japan, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. It sucks, man. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could be on there if I had an extra like 500 bucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, Wonderflake. You know, like I said, it's coming to all these different platforms, including mobile, uh, Android, and iOS. Um, it's an RPG, so I mean, there's a lot of you know RPG trope type of stuff that you know you have. Um, so I mean, you know, overworld dungeons, stuff like that. Um, 
And there's a lot of like big names that are, you know, behind the game, like for directing and producing is Akihiro Hino, does stuff with like Latent Series and Nino Kuni. Uh, gonna... He's the boss of level five, so hey. Yeah. So then music from Nobuo Uematsu, you know, Final Fantasy guy. And then. It's uh, kind of a big deal. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, as far as I understand it, he has not worked for Square for a long time. He's like totally independent now. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not like he's, God. There's been a couple of other like 3DS games I think that he did stuff on. Uh, Fantasy Life. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing is, you have to realize, with, okay, you know, you know, he's not very like hands on with a lot of games that Level Five is creating. Mm-hmm. And the last game he was had his complete hand in was Time Travelers. Okay. Hmm. hmm. And didn't that didn't do too well for Level Five, sadly. Yeah. But, he he wanted to make that game because he believed in it. Yeah, Aww. which is commendable. Sure. So he be- he believes in Wonder Flick. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, and you know I don't know if you guys notice this, but this looks a lot like Fantasy Life, like just in terms of like visual, you know, aesthetics and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, that's not a bad thing, I don't think. Um, but yeah, the mobile versions are set to be released at the end of this year. The website didn't say like an official release date. I saw. Like in... the, the presentation apparently said 2014. Okay. Well, yeah, 2014 for Wii U. Um, yeah, for the, all the console versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. You guys excited about this? You're going to get it on your Wii U? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> no. I, I, I like level I, I like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like level 5 software, so I'm definitely going to try it. I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah. Sure. And and again, the last game that Haki you know, you know was directly involved with, Time Travelers, was a game I loved. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm gonna try something that he has a direct hand in. Sure, sure. Cool. All right. Well, I guess it's gonna wrap it up with that little bit of kind of breaking news, which is kind of kind of cool. All right. Yeah. Next up on the news, uh, if you've been following Nintendo stuff, you probably heard this earlier in the month, maybe because I think they talked about it in length at an Eight Four Play podcast. Um, Monster Hunter Frontier G is coming to Wii U and PS3 in Japan. It's coming out here for Wii U on December 11th, and it's going to be a free download with monthly fees, <laughs> 1,400 yen. So, and it comes out on the PS3 like in November, I think November 20th or something like that. Um, but there's also going to be this beginner's package, which is basically a physical version of the game. It's going to be like 6,000 yen, and you're going to have like two months of free play, and you're going to get bonus stuff like weapons and armor and crap, and uh, looks like before the game comes out too, there's going to be a beta test, like campaign thing. It's going to start like a week before each respective launch, so people in Japan can get on that. And I mean, this game came out originally on PC in like 2007, and then on 360 in like 2010, so hmm. kind of a weird thing. But maybe they just wanted to have another new Monster Hunter at TGS this year. I don't, I don't know, but it's not so new. But uh, well, the thing is, with Monster Hunter Sports comes out roughly just before a week before like TGS hits. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. I guess this is their big guns. I don't know, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, next. Ty has the next little bit of news here. Nobunaga is coming out on the 3DS in Japan on, sep- on September 19th for 5,040 yen. 
The game features branching paths, DLC, <laughs> street pass, and spot pass functionality. So, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing I'm going to buy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Nobunaga, Nobunaga's ambition has come out, like, on every platform since 1983. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yep. Yeah. There's a Pokemon version on DS. <laughs> wow. Which I, which, I, which I recently played. Yeah. and I, I mean, it's even come out in English a whole bunch of times. Like, I remember the NES version. The 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 Pokemon version came out in uh, Europe in in America. Wow. I think I think it was called Pokemon Conquest here. Wow. But does it name drop Nobunaga? Yeah, it, it does. Wow. So you can learn about history through Pokemon. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or which is which is kind of awesome actually. Or even just not. Pokemon, if like the only console you own is an 8-bit Nintendo, you can still <laughs> yeah. get in on that Nobunaga party train. Yeah, so alright, Don, could you read that next bit in news there? Um, so there were two One Piece Special Edition 3DS XLs announced that are coming to Japan. Um, these are going to be bundled with One Piece Unlimited World R, which um, looks like a very interesting game. Uh, I've seen it during the Nintendo Direct and it looked fun. But the 3DS, the 3D XL units look even better. Um, so there's one called uh, Luffy Red, another called Chopper Pink, and they look beautiful. Um, the games and the console are set to be released on November 21st, and the the console bundle will retail for 25,980 yen, which is pretty well right, I guess. Yeah. Reasonable, not get saving any money there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it, you get a nice 3DS. Yeah, that's true. Very nice one, um, and it they, they look they look super. Yeah, nice. and if you're looking at your screen now, you can definitely see those. I'll have those up on there on the enhanced versions. So check yeah. that out. Because I'm kind of looking into like um, a 3DS XL from Japan, mm-hmm. and the one with Shimigami Tensei. This one makes the choice a lot harder. Hmm. And yeah, next. Yeah. Uh, kind of popular anime that's been kind of hitting all over the place. Really popular here in Japan, and you know, anime otaku and stuff are kind of you know hard about this series. I haven't watched it yet. Her is great. Uh, Attack on Titan or Shingeki no Kyojin. A game for that is being developed for the 3DS, and it's you know Spike Chunsoft is uh, the ones developing it. It's set to release sometime later this year. Uh, more details are supposed to be set to appear in October of a magazine called Beisatsu Shonen. Um, magazine. So, yeah, you can definitely, well, hopefully we hear more about it, and, you know, there's no idea what what kind of game this is or anything, but I, I've watched, like, the intro trailer to this series, and it looks really cool. I just haven't, you know, had a chance, really, to watch it yet. Um, all my students have been asking me, have you seen this anime? And, <laughs> and I've been meaning to check it out over the summer, and I probably will very soon. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's hugely popular right now. Oh, yeah. Actually, one of my teachers told me about it. Wow. <laughs> At the school. She was like, have you seen this? I was like, what? <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah. Yeah, and Don? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard of some interesting stuff about mm-hmm. it, too. Um, I hate to say this, but I need from... to catch up on anime. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched any like new anime for so long because it's just been so much crap that I just haven't even cared. It's you know? true. I only watched the first episode of the Hyperdimension Neptune anime. I don't even know what that is. 
that's 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 that 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 franchise is on PlayStation Three and Vita. Okay. And those are those are RPG games. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was pretty crap. The other ones are pretty okay. Mm-hmm. But these are basically uh, girls and a story that's basically surrounded about consoles and gaming inside jokes. Huh, that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. We should do an anime segment not... next month. <laughs> maybe maybe we should actually. It's not actually not a bad idea. Yeah, we can get in all sorts of nerds to correct us about tiny details. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah, they they are now making an anime based off it and the first episode seemed just to be like setting up the various worlds to it, which is a bit dull to me because I know those worlds. But uh, when more episodes are progressed, I might look back into it. All right. But I haven't watched much anime this summer. So All right. Cool. And Don, you have that last little bit of news there. Can you read that for us? Sure. Um, I So the one of the last bits during the Nintendo Direct, and this was kind of news that I was kind of hoping for to see very soon. Uh, that was for Daigoso Band Brothers, which is hell yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a new game coming out by the end of the year. Hopefully. It's a Christmas they, miracle. <laughs> they, they 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 said specifically winter 2013. That's we might hope so. That's before the end of the year. So the full title is Daigoso Band Brothers P. The P is standing for uh, producer or professional. Um, Iwata didn't want to say what that exactly entails because they, because they wanted to go more in detail that at a later date. Maybe they're trying to bait um, in the uh, Idol Master crew <laughs> because your title is producer in that game hmm. and it's always just uh, abbreviated the P. Hmm. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah. So the game features um, 72 instruments this time. There's a bit more than like the previous games. Um, and another thing is that you can put your your own face into the game, and you can sing Vocaloid. Um, yeah, I think they are going for the is... Idol Master group. <laughs> yeah. So they're 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 putting more stuff in there, which is very interesting to me. And it's official licensed Vocaloid. They actually licensed that stuff for Daigoso Brand Brothers this time around. So that actually makes it for me. I hope they have my favorite Miku songs. Hype. Well, you can always recreate them in Daigoso. Nice. So. Um, so yeah, that, that's something I'm I'm really looking forward to. Hopefully, again, um, it will come out later this yeah. year. But they haven't said much beyond. But they have showed some gameplay footage finally during the Nintendo nice. Direct. So that's a positive. Mm-hmm. If you've and also and also one more thing, they're going to close the the DX servers next month. Oh. So so that's closing after what is it? Five years of trusted service. So, uh, if you've never played Band Brothers, you got to know that's like a that game is a DS legend. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's God. That was the first time I came to Japan. I got the original game, and it was just it just blew my mind. I couldn't yeah, like, read like any Japanese at the time, so I was just you know constantly going into the same menu over and over like oh how do i play this oh there i'm playing a song now cool <laughs> you know yeah but... i kind of had the same experience like uh i had a whole bunch of uh nwr people asking me like yo get a copy for me <laughs> like when i <laughs> when i visited japan mm-hmm. and like yeah i did that i got one for myself um but yeah back uh back uh in the when it was planet gamecube Mm-hmm. Back in my day, <laughs> um, that was one of the most amazing things. When you get like eight people together 
and play like full band mode. Did, now, when you when you do that, do you need to have like everyone has to have a cartridge or can no, you, dude? You that, only need one cartridge and you <laughs> share that shit with everybody. That is awesome. And what's 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 more impressive is that on the DX version you had a Wii channel, a dedicated Wii channel, where they could download data. Yeah. Uh, you can like download songs, uh, make your own songs if you have a lot of patience. <laughs> uh, I I I I really loved, I still do um, enjoy Ben Borders DX, and I recorded some stuff with it through like the 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 Wii channel, some songs of it, and I put it up on YouTube, and I still like whenever again I feel like it, I still pick it up and enjoy it. It's one of my favorite DS games, and I'm happy it's coming to 3DS, but I'm also at the same time. I'm kind of sad that the service for the DS one is closing. That's a sad story, but you know, just to, just in case, like there's someone listening and they don't know what this game is, you you play a song, you hit the buttons to play one instrument in the song, so it's you know kind of like a typical music but game. Th- th- well, well, here's the thing, Ty. Europeans can play it who listen to this podcast, but they possibly never did. Yeah. It's called Jam with the Band. You should possibly have bought it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Europeans, Jam with the Band. Americans. It's all, you, can, you can find it for 10 euros or something yeah. right Jeez. now. So it's really cheap. So Europeans get in on that train. Americans, you know, make some friends in Japan or, you know, hit up eBay or your favorite import site. Get get your super. Or maybe find someone from Europe to give it oh, to you. Oh, yeah. And, and then you get seven friends and you each play an instrument in a song. Yeah, and it's it's pretty fucking so much fun. That's awesome. Cool. Yo, that was so far ahead of Rock Band. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, it was. It, it was. That really was like good. ten years ahead of Rock Band. <laughs> and it's on your DS. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are pretty excited for the 3DS one then? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. That has Heck my yeah. interest. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, I guess that's going to do it for the news. So we're going to go to a well, kind of a special version of Life in Japan today. Yeah. Uh, where Ty and I are going to talk about some cool stuff. So stay tuned. We'll be right cool back. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Alright, so with this section of life in Japan, like, this past month there's been, well, more than just two events, but, um, kind of gaming nerd-related stuff at Tokyo Big Sight, there were two events that kind of happened, and one of them being Kamiket, and the other one being the Pokemon Game Show, which we kind of talked a little bit about last month, and uh, we're going to kind of talk about those a little bit, just to kind of let you guys know uh, what it's like to go to Big Sight and what kind of stuff that we saw and did there. So... Ty is going to actually start us off by talking a little bit about Comicat. Yes. Um, Comicat, short for Comic Market, happens twice a year. Once in the summer, once in the winter. And it, it's kind of like a like a flea market, more so than an expo, in the sense that like anybody who has made their own really cool comic book, or dorinchi, if you will... Um, or also like uh, a video game or a music CD or even some, you know, arts and crafts or whatever. 
um, they can like uh, book a table and sell their wares, and you can get a lot of really cool, rare, and exotic uh, comics and things at Comicette. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, one of my friends introduced me to the event last year, and I'm kind of hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I always go looking for uh, like the cool indie games that crop up. <laughs> As well as uh, some of the comics, the fan comics, which are really awesome. Wait, didn't okay the guy, the Mortal Kombat fan guy? Yeah, he, I remember this, I talked about yeah. him uh, during the winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is he, is he actually there with like his own comic stuff or art? Uh, I didn't see him during the summer. Okay, but he was definitely there during the winter. Cool. Yeah, that was like uh, <laughs> what? What's his name? White Lotus. White, White Lotus. Lotus. Yeah, Japan's yes. only on, on, his, on, his, on his own ferry geo site. Yes, his <laughs> geocities.jp site. <laughs> Japan's only Mortal Kombat fan. Well, maybe they're like two or on three a, on the geocities site. Yeah, on the geocities. <laughs> yeah, like I said last time, his site is amazing. You have to look it up. <laughs> Just Google up like uh, Westwood Studios, um, geocities.jp. <laughs> And, and it still quirks me up. Yeah, and uh, check out the amazing art and stuff this guy has done. Um, but yeah, let's see. Um, the one video game I wanted it was sold out by the time I got there. Oh, I can't remember the name even. I just remember what it looks like. <laughs> it was a uh, like a shmup kind of game. Okay, where you could uh, rotate, like um. You could rotate your ship, but it ro- rotate the whole playfield, so you can like change the patterns of the enemies. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a follow up to the game that's you can actually get on, uh, like uh, Xbox Indies. But uh, let's see, what else today? Yeah, I I just got a, ended up getting like a lot of random fan comics and a couple of CDs. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's a a friend of mine who does uh, these great Skullgirls fan comics. Um, I bought many of her comics. Mm-hmm. I I bought a lot. I might give give away some for something, maybe on NWR or I don't know the Skullgirls forum. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, just like wandering around, like um, I I got some uh, pretty cool uh Advance Wars fan comics. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just wandering around, like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> Interesting. I love Advance Wars. Yeah, I'm going to buy all of these. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'll probably just, like, you know, tweet some of the amazing stuff I found. Like, I got, like, a great um, 8-bit chiptune album. Mm-hmm. I got, mm, I got like, a, an ama- some amazing little keychains and cell phone straps mm-hmm. with some beloved video game characters. So, I mean, like, I didn't even go into the place with a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're some, like, super otaku that, like, <laughs> loves certain doujinshi artists, mm-hmm. like, this is the place for you because they're going to have a table. It's going to be amazing. But, like, if you don't know what the hell you're doing, <laughs> you'll probably still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, somebody loves the same weird, obscure anime or video game that you do. <laughs> so, check it out. So, but with, uh, oh, I was gonna say with the show, I mean, it's three, it's three days long, and it was like what August eighth right. or August 9th, tenth, eleventh, something like that. Yeah. Did you go to all three days? I only went to two. Okay. 
because the first day tends to be you know more for girls okay if you know what i mean no no and i mean yaoi doujinshi and i mean uh, comics or dudes oh, do things to boys dudes. love yeah there you go <laughs> that's usually the main event cool. on day one well, for all of you out there Go to Google, <laughs> type in boys love. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do you it. You probably shouldn't do that. And just don't do like the Google image search for that either. Unless you want to. That's you know, that's fine. Yeah, you, you know, no I went... safe Im- do do safe image on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I went all three days mm-hmm. and like I saw this comic where like uh you know, is it like a Devil May Cry comic and mm-hmm. it has like Dante and Virgil on the cover. <laughs> and they they were like Making a, a giant, like, 10-foot-tall sandwich like they do on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe they solve a mystery or something. But no. A rewrite history? <laughs> no, they don't solve a mystery. There's no jinkies. There are no... There... <laughs> There's only some, some manly love. Cool. Very manly. <laughs> awesome. Side tales. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll try to tweet some of the the cool stuff I found. Not the boys' love. That you can expect yeah. that from me. I was very close to buying that comic. Ironically. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have bought this it. This year, I saw a, a Call of Duty themed book where they uh, dress up in frilly dresses. <laughs> awesome. I'm not even kidding. That's the thing I saw. Cool. <laughs> it's kind of expensive. Call of Duty. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fans of Call of Duty in Japan. Yeah. I'm just saying. But yeah, um, right around when this podcast goes up, I will try to tweet some of the the, the re- very cool things I bought. Cool, right? I think on, some of you will be very impressed. Hmm. Cool. <clears throat> oh, also, also, uh, if you have a choice, go to the winter comic kit, not the summer one, hmm. because the uh. summer one it's like this huge convention where people are shit packed shoulder to shoulder, and it's like thirty seven degrees Celsius. <laughs> I mean, I saw a lot of people taken away in wheelchairs from like dehydration and heat sickness. Shit, is it like okay? I was there the next week, but I mean, what the hell? Was it not air conditioned anymore? I mean, what? Yeah, or it was just too crowded. Like, okay, tell tell me how big the Pokemon thing was because Comic Cat was like packed shoulder to shoulder over like in like three different halls okay pokemon thing was just like two halls but there was like this big ass stage in the middle of one of the things i mean and then there are a bunch of just open areas for tables and stuff for the card games which i'll talk about in a couple minutes but i mean you weren't shoulder to shoulder unless you're like you know waiting by the stage or something so it wasn't like that crowded but no like comic is a madhouse like, for, like oh, go if you go in summer, like bring a towel and yeah. drink like ten liters of water, or you're gonna <laughs> like go away, yeah, on a stretcher. <laughs> like I, the, I'm not. That's not even a metaphor. Like that happens. Yeah, yeah. It's really freaking humid, and it's just coupled in with the hot, and it's you know you have tons of people like that. I mean, TGS is the same, especially on the public days. You got like fucking ninety thousand people in the goddamn thing, and it's it's hot and it's humid, and it's just awful. So. Yeah, like I don't even sounds know like, how much. Sounds like Gamescom. I don't even know how much that is Fahrenheit, but that's like, like thirty-seven yeah. degrees. Is don't do that. Yeah, that's pretty hot. <laughs> um, sounds like Gamescom. Yeah, but t- Ty, let me ask you this too: like, for when it when it comes to just getting into the convention hall, 
for the event, did you have to like go through any type of security? And if you did, did it take a long time or? Um, no real security to speak of. If you like show up like at opening time or before, mm-hmm. you're going to be in a line for like a couple hours. Uh-huh. But if you come in like, you know, like, you know, a couple hours later, you won't have to worry about a line so much. Okay. But holy moly, it's crowded. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um. Well, yeah. Basically, the. Sorry, you finished talking about that, man. Or you have anything else to say about? Yeah, that Comic-Cat? about wraps it up. Okay. Well, literally one week after Comic Cat, um, Nintendo and the Pokemon Company did the Pokemon Game Show at Tokyo Big Site, and like I said, it's only it only took up like two of the halls, but, and it's you know from i know ty you getting there is probably a hell of a lot more of a problem than it is for me because you live further away from tokyo than me but still a pain in the ass to get out there (laughs) yeah Um, like um tokyo big site is kind of it's out of the way it's like on like one of the little islands almost yeah in tokyo bay like but yeah at least the train ride is a nice view over oh yeah it's nice i just thought but things start to get crowded starting with the train ride over there yeah yeah so that sucks but anyways like when i first got there man because i i was trying to get there right at about 10 when the thing opened up but i probably didn't get there till like 11 and i had to wait in like the security line and basically they just had one whole hall that was just for security i mean it just put people in like big ass groups like you know herded us into like these coned off areas and we're like sit here for 30 minutes Okay. <laughs> wow. It was yeah. It was... Like, like, did they like pat you down and stuff? No, they had us. Yeah, they made us open up our bags, and if we had liquids, at first I thought they were like, "Yep, gotta empty that shit out." But no, thankfully they're just like, "Yeah, just drink your poisonous, you know, bomb water." <laughs> you know, if it doesn't blow up, then we're fine. Like you know, last summer at Comic Cat, there was kind of a a thing going on. Somebody like had this bomb threat. Really? About like if anybody shows a. Uh, like a book based on a certain anime that are like, I'm going to blow the place up. <laughs> and it, it, they were like, obviously full of shit, but yeah, yeah there, there was like a ban on, uh, I don't even remember. It's like that basketball manga. <laughs> Slam dunk. No, the other one. Oh, uh, like croquet, no basket, something like that. Okay. I don't even know what that is. But... <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah, so after, you know, going to security and getting tons of street passes, which was great, um, then I actually got to, you know, go into the exhibition hall. And, I mean, for me, uh, the only thing I really wanted to do was play, you know, Pokemon X and Y. Um, But before I, you know, talk about that, because Don actually got to play that as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, this this event's, like, pretty cool if you're, like, a Pokemaniac, uh, especially for, like, the card game. I mean, this is, like, this has got to be, like, the biggest, you know, Pokemon card game tournament that's out there i mean you know there's Nah, i'm just a regular maniac (laughs) yeah i'm just a yeah normal insane person um but yeah i mean there are like tons of tables for you know kids and adults and whoever the hell wants to play this and even like for the tournaments they have like these cool things like you know yeah there's a regular player versus player stuff then there's stuff where you can face off against people that are dressed like gym leaders crazy hair and all i mean cosplay stuff so that was kind of cool. I thought about just jumping in line for one of those, but I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have any cards. So I can't really play. <laughs> but um, 
No, I mean, yeah, so there's that, and then there's also some kind of weird, like, adventure mode or something that I read about on their website, and I don't know exactly how that works, but I guess you and your friends could do some kind of pre-planned, like, adventure with the cards and, like, the staff, but, um, you know, big tournaments and stuff like that. They also had Pokemon Treta, like that arcade game with those little discs and stuff, um, a lot of stuff around there, and actually, like, right around the time that that event was going on they actually just released like a pokemon treader reader thingy on 3ds which is horrendously huge bigger than you know the circle pad pro and all that stuff it's just ridiculous um but you know kind of an interesting idea but um yeah so i ignored all that crap and i ignored all the stage stuff and i was like yeah i'm gonna play pokemon so um i did i wrote some impressions are up on the site you can check it out um but Don, I mean, you know, you played it too, and I, I think, you know, we talked about this, but I mean, yeah, the game, it looks really, really great. I mean, uh, particularly, you know, when you're doing like the battle stuff, it looks really, really nice in 3D, um, just really crisp. It, it looks just basically like the anime, which is perfect. I mean, it's like the first time they nailed it, because it's the first time they've had an opportunity to, to have this kind of power to nail this thing, you know, with a mainline, you know, Pokemon game. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I don't know about you, okay, so whenever you're playing in that little overworld area of the demo, because the demo, I mean, it's like 10 minutes long, um, you can fight Pokemon, you can ride, like, some of the rideable Pokemon, one of the rideable Pokemon's Go-Goat, and, um... No, 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 the, the pre-evolution of is Go-Goat, it? um, okay. yeah. I don't know who it is, but it's the pre-evolution of that Pokemon. Okay. Well, yeah, so you can you get the rideable thing, and you're already in your roller skates, just skating around all over the place, which is kind of weird. But, um, yeah, so I noticed in the overworld, for at least the demo I played, which I'm assuming is basically the same one you played, that there, you couldn't use 3D, even though, yeah. yeah. Did you talk to anybody about that and get an explanation? No. Okay. Because the only people there are pretty much PR okay. people. Because, yeah, I was kind of surprised about that, and I don't, who knows, that's going to be in the final cut. I mean, this is just a goddamn demo, so whatever. But, um... Yeah. Another thing I noticed about the demo too, like when you're in the battles and you have the 3D turned on, I noticed that sometimes it was a little bit choppy. Sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. I had didn't have the. I only had the 3D on during the first playthrough because the other ones I recorded. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, and the interesting thing about it is I wasn't allowed to record direct 3D audio. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a really weird thing. I was almost ready to plug in like the audio cable and the guy said yeah no direct feed audio <laughs> interesting <clears throat> that was really weird and they said it had something to do with the pokemon game show but they didn't tell me why it had to do with the pokemon game show interesting i yeah i haven't heard anything <laughs> um and i didn't do anything <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that some people leaked the audio completely online or Could something be. What the hell? I mean, it's just a demo. <laughs> I don't see, even if that happened, what's the problem? But, um... It represents a yeah, work but... in progress. <laughs> Heard it you, are. You, are, you, are, you are aware that the director, Nuchi Masuda, makes the music himself, No, right? no. Yeah. That's so cool fact. The Guilty Gear director makes the music himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um... but he, he's amazingly good. He does live shows. <laughs> he's a total metalhead. But, yeah, I... I but yeah, uh, going back to Pokemon, I really enjoyed the demo, like mm -hmm. I said. 
but I feel like it was a bit walled off of what the actual game is going to be yeah, about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And yeah, like we said, it's kind of the, the nature of a demo. But I mean, I mean, I mean, they just showed off Mega Revolution at the end of the demo, like for no particular reason other than, hey, it's there in the game, now. check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sizzle, sizzle reel kind of thing they show at the end of the demo. Which is, I don't know, it's you know, it's not bad, whatever, but. No, and I mean, for those of you out there too, if you're going to PAX Prime, which is probably by the time I post this, you're either you're either going to be there or would have went, but it's going to be there too. So a lot of chances for people to get to try this thing out. So, well, a few chances for people around the world to try this out, rather. So, I, I heard from, from insider people that it's also going to be available in stores that say... Oh, really? Cool. Okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. So... All right, well, actually, I think that about wraps it up for life in Japan. Pokemon Game Show, it's fun. I only went there for, like, two hours, and then I was going to buy a T-shirt, and it was, like, 70 bucks, and I was like, no. Well, there are more events coming up. Yeah, definitely. We got uh, TGS next month. Yes, TGS. Yeah. Um, that's the big one. I'm going. I'm going to try to get a day off of work so I can go on one of the business days because the public days are terrible. Um, Is that Friday a holiday? No. I I I talked to um to Dill North of the Structoid, mm-hmm. and he said that the that the public days in at Gamescom are worse than Tokyo Game okay. Show. Yeah. Dale North. So was, uh, do I know that name yeah. from OC Remix? Yes, he did uh, video game music stuff. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. Yeah. And he's also the masterful Corgi lover. <laughs> of course. I mean, who doesn't love Corgis, really? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, but he's a, he's a, he was a cool guy. And so he told me that, that Tokyo Game Show is less worse than Gamescom, <laughs> which is uh, so comfortable to hear if I ever go to Japan. But at the same time, I know it's going to be more humid than, games, than Gamescom actually is. Yeah. So that's... Well, actually, you know, last year was great for whatever reason. It was just, you know, it was actually pretty nice. <laughs> so it wasn't really that bad. Okay. It just depends. I mean, September is kind of a weird month for Japan. It's kind of like the transition time where it goes from being, you know, balls hot and awfully humid to being, you know, warm. <laughs> so, yeah. It was till t- the start of October in Europe, at least. It was like still like eighteen, nineteen degrees. Yeah, it'll still be like that for in Japan for a while too, but yeah. At any rate, um, that's gonna do it for this segment of life in Japan. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show. <laughs> All right, so we're wrapping things up here. Uh, first, we're going to go ahead and give you guys our Twitter handles. I'll go ahead and start. Mine is at DannyBiv, and that's D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-V, as in Victor. Um, I don't have any interesting tweets, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> next, Ty. Yes, I have all of the interesting tweets. He does. Tweets. He took all of mine. Well, they were never mine to begin with. All right, my Twitter handle is SuperCatDrugs. No, Which is still the best Twitter handle. Yeah, no spaces, no underscores. Um, let's see. I have so many nice tweets. Earlier today, I tweeted that anime girl wants the tea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, did you didn't you say anime girl wants the freaking slam dunk? <laughs> That's a letter T. I'll let you guys figure that out. 
Oh, I also tweeted, I'm hearing rumblings of a new fighting game major in Tokyo. I wanted to get the word out. Uh, if you like fighting games, uh, just uh, listen in. <laughs> listen to my Twitter. If you're coming, there's a going to be a big final round bats in Tokyo. So if you're uh, during TGS, so if you're coming to town for TGS and you play fighting games, check out final round. We're going to order 100 pizzas. <laughs> Does it cost anything to to get in to do that, or uh, probably like three thousand yen or something. Okay. That's what it usually is. So yeah, um, come to Tokyo, check out TGS, come down to uh, final round. We're gonna have uh, Marvel and lots of other fighting games. Um, I don't know which other fighting games. <laughs> Maybe Skullgirls. They are fighting games. Yes, fighting games. Marvel for sure. Um, and pizza. Can't go wrong there. Like, pizza is a huge commodity in Japan. Let me tell you. Pizza, pizza is so goddamn expensive. If you're getting specialty pizzas here, it's crazy. Yeah. And, like, if you want, like, you know, typical Western toppings, they look at you like you're, like, a psycho. Yeah. It's like, like yeah, they're like, hey, go ahead and put corn and shrimp and, I don't know. Mayonnaise, yeah, and Mayonnaise all over that. It's like, okay. What? What? What, what the guys are bloody yeah, talking Japanese about? What the hell is pepperoni? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I don't even know what you guys are talking about, and I. Uh, okay, wow, short okay. version. Uh, in Japan, pizza costs like thirty dollars and has corn and mayo. On it. <laughs> this is a true statement. If you want, you know, a Western style pizza, good luck. Yeah, you got to know like the secret knock at Domino's. <laughs> yeah, we could probably do a whole episode about pizza okay. sometime. Maybe we will. <laughs> no yo if you're in japan i'll tell you the secret go to costco hey there it is you get your big greasy thick western style pizzas <laughs> for like 10 bucks <laughs> it's a secret to everyone mm-hmm. yeah so don could you wrap us up please yes um so my twitter feed is nintendan which is n-i-n T E N D double A N. Um, I, I first will go with my interesting tweet. Afterwards, I have to say something else, but uh, I will do that after. Um, so Disney Infinity on Nintendo. I said on Twitter, Disney Infinity on Nintendo for yes asks, "Are you ready?" Inside, outside of me thinking about your weird, weird capital usage, no, I'm bloody not. Uh, this is me referring that I don't like Disney Infinity on the Nintendo 3DS. Um, I'm going to break this down in like a minute. <laughs> don't buy this. <laughs> it's um, it's like a Mario Party game if Mario Party was absolutely terrible. Man, You know it's a good Mario Party game if Mario Party was good. <laughs> well, Mar- well, Mario Party is a good no, game. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, can I can I complete my sentence? Yes, please? do it. Yes, yeah. I just feel that there have been too many games in Mario Party. I can agree with that, but no, have been have been technically bad. This game is technically terrible. Um, so the other thing I kind of want to mention is something I did on connectivity on the connectivity feed, to be exact, because officially it's not a connectivity episode. So, I did, the week before Gamescom, 
I have organized ten in no was ten yeah ten interviews with just independent developers, and I talked about their upcoming Wii U eShop games. I really want people to listen to this because I pretty much on my own produced this. I edited this. I made the questions. I contacted developers. I did all this on my own in less than seven days. Um, and for me it would be mean a lot of people listen to it. They don't have to because I realize it's four and a half hours long. And we might do like written versions of it at some point. And uh, we are already talking about it doing so. But it would be very it would make me at least me very happy if people would take it at least to Kender and yeah, see what no, they think. for real because I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, Don. But I know that you put in a ton of work on this, so yeah, definitely you know support Don. Go listen to this thing. Um, if you already subscribed to the connectivity feed, um, you can listen to it. Yeah, I th- I think in total, and I'm currently looking over my my um, work log. I put roughly twenty hours. Wow. Don, I am jealous of how many Twitter followers you have. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because I do stuff like this, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> I just get yeah. I just get drunk and make snarky comments about video Wait, games. Wait, so Ty, how many drinks have you had tonight so far? Um, let's see. I have this forty of gross convenience store whiskey. Oh Ooh. my oh my god guys. Uh-huh. Oh my god guys, I'm sorry that I have to interrupt this very important <laughs> conversation. But Sakura just posted another cat picture. Oh my god. But yeah, I drank half this forty. <laughs> now I'm gonna look at Guys, 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 no, no stop but you I'm look- check the cat picture. I'm looking at the cat. Let's have it. Sakurai that is an excited cat. Hmm. Am I the only guy that really doesn't like cats? Yes. <laughs> yes, you. You're the only one that likes that dislikes. God, I like dogs. I don't like cats. Cats are assholes. So, Ty, you drank half of a forty. Great. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to to, to finish a whole forty next month. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Maybe I'll try to finish one with you. <laughs> <laughs> So, but but yeah, but yeah, people. If people want to check it out, um, yeah, I would really yeah, appreciate cool. it. Cool. I have a couple things. Well, yeah. a couple short things I want to say before we go ahead and close out the episode for real. I know this. It's always like the longest closing section of any podcast you ever listen to. But um, you know, uh, if you do have some questions or something you want to say about the show, send us stuff in. You know, tw- send us something on Twitter. We haven't really got a lot of stuff here recently, but, um, I mean, TGS is coming up. Even if it's something like, man, Danny, you suck. Or <laughs> even if it's just something like that, you know, that's fine. At least at least give me a reason yeah, why yeah. you think I suck or what you need to change. You know, if, if you hear some... Danny, you Danny, you suck because you wear glasses. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll... Appar- appar- apparently, that's what I'll people I'll have say. to quit wearing my glasses. I'll... Anyway. Aww. Don't do I, that. I see, but I'll wear my contacts. No, but um, no. Seriously, if you guys have any questions, any comments, you know, whatever, just let us know. Um, yeah, we're probably gonna tweet like live from TGS. Yeah. So definitely tweet at us like what games to check out at TGS. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because you know, I know at least for like Nintendo stuff before the shows up. If you check, well, the internet or NWR, I'll try to have some kind of a list of all the playable stuff on Nintendo platforms. Um, and then, you know, there's going to be tons of stuff there anyway. So, yeah. 
So yeah, next month, big episode, TGS is coming up, so that's going to be a lot of fun to edit, but uh, <laughs> that's going to be fine. Um, yeah, so guys, thanks a lot for coming on here today. Uh, Ty, thank you so much. Oh, always a pleasure. And Don, thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next month. Peace. Peace. Bye. Be sure to keep listening after the episode's over, because Don and well, all of us talk a little bit about Gamescom. See ya. Last week, at least at least the time we're recording, it's now Monday, August 26th. Last week, I was the entire week almost in Cologne for Gamescom 2013. Um, in, in which I played, like, I didn't play much Nintendo stuff because most of the stuff there was basically just the E3 demos all over again. Um, I, I played Pokemon, which I have some interesting thoughts. I mean, I will like it, but I don't really like that, like, the 3D was only shown half, like it wasn't in the overworld or viewable. Or that, um... It, it, it just was a separated section. It wasn't really, like, actual game. It was, like, showing how, like, battle elements work and with higher-leveled Pokémon. And... I mean, I don't mean... I, I felt okay about it, but it's not like what I expected of wanting to see a demo of, like, Pokémon X and Y. Um, Danny, you played it as well? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. What did you think about it? Uh, well, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. We could uh, talk about it a little bit later in the show, but um, no, man, I was genuinely excited to get to play it, and I'm pretty pleased with, you know, how it turned yeah, out. It, it, it's a pretty nifty demo, but at the same time, I was like, I wanted to have an actual bit of the actual game. I Yeah, I had no idea really what to expect. I mean, I'm not, like, surprised, I guess, because it's just yeah. like a structured you know little hovel for you to kind of walk around in and stuff mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah i mean I mean, we, we we got to see how battles work and they look lovely uh, yeah they I do think. they look great and uh, i think they look really great mm -hmm. um but as far so just a little bit how walking about and i thought it was fine but i i just wanted to see like an actual bit of the game i was like really excited to play and i was like eh i, I want just want to see more of it Mm -hmm. Please, if you want to, and then was like the demo ends after ten minutes. It was like, well, okay, that's that's it, really. Um, well, it was okay. It was fine to play. It was good. Um, can't wait to play it, but I kind of wanted to see more of it. 
Did you get to play it once or twice or it was many? I, I think I I think I even played it three times to be oh, wow. really exact okay. with you. Cool. So because there was no line there because I was oh. because it was in the first day it was only in the press booth. Okay. And I think on the second day they made a few demo stations available, but of course I already played it by then, so mm-hmm. there was no point really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other demo that new demo that was available there was Sonic Lost World, mm-hmm. which I freaking love. Um, I think it's. I'm just gonna be say, be saying it very blatantly. I think it's a better game than Mario, Super Mario 3D World. Okay. Um, I think it's more inventive than Super Mario 3D World. I think it does more various elements in like its level design because, of course, you have like the regular Sonic design where you go across various uh, platforms and move as fast as you possibly can and keep your momentum going. Uh, but there are also like various obstacle courses. Like in one of the new levels they've showed, you were, like Sonic was closed up in this like snowball. You had to go through this gigantic course, uh, which was super super interesting. Um, and there was of course like also that 2D stuff which they introduced like a little early on, which was there and they made showed some new stuff about that as well. And I I really dig it. It's it's really good stuff. I mean. If there's one platformer that actually shows how like the, like the Wii U can be used in positive manners, I think it's actually Sonic Lost World, because all of the things they that Nintendo has shown pretty much, like Donkey Kong, Super Mario 3D World, don't really use the Wii U in any interesting way, and it's kind of shocking that like a third-party game does this actually better. I mean, Nintendo's. And, you know, this kind of just go on the route of just doing something extremely safe, something where, you know, people are going to buy it because it's not, I don't know, it's not like Mario Galaxy. Not that Mario Galaxy, you know, those games sold terrible, but I mean, you know, stuff that's a little bit, I guess, more accessible. That stuff, you can obviously have a broader reach and, you know, make more money. So, um, yeah. It's 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 a, it was an extremely great demo. I played all, like, seven demo levels that I'm display. Uh, it was a pretty lengthy demo as well, like the lengthiest demo that was available at Gamescom, and I just really loved it. I was like, I, I want to have this right now, and I was, I was like, really... Sh- the thing that I was really shocked about is that how many people were paying attention to like the games that were outside of the booth, and not paying attention to the games that were inside the booth. Like, this, like games like We Party You... Sonic Lost World and those kind of games suffered the same fate about being inside the booth and no was no one was paying attention to them. Well, the games were outside the booth, like um, Mario and Sonic of all games, and and Super Mario 3D World and the Wind Waker remake. Those games had ridiculous line, lines of roughly two hours because people could view them from an angle. Was like, I'm gonna play this because I can see it. Mm-hmm. And like with Sonic Lost World, sometimes the demo station wasn't even used. Hmm. I was like, "Is this really, is this really happening? Like they're giving like the Mario game that is pretty much an extension of the 3DS one the benefit of the doubt, and they don't want to try like new exciting games." I was like, I was like really pissed about it. I was really, really angry. And I, I had a friend over from the UK on Friday, and I said, "From hey, play this demo." And he was like, "I he was he's never cared about Sonic in in any regard." And he was like, "I was instantly sold on this game. I'm going to pre-order this on my phone." Hmm. That's how it went because uh, this 
uh, it, it is great that like Nintendo has more exclusives, but I would kind of hope they would care about them a little more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so yeah, play that game if you can because it's great. Um, uh, event organizers, pay attention. <laughs> yeah, if you want to show your game, make sure your game is visible. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hide it. Yeah. Jeez. Unless you want yeah. to, but I, f- I think they they want to, especially Nintendo wanted to put focus on their first party games, but considering like Europe is publishing Sonic Lost World here, I kind of wish they did more of it. But that's just me. Um, and only had one demo station there, which is pretty poor of them personally. How many demonstrations uh, were there for Pokemon? Uh, four. Okay. Jeez. And there were eight for Super Mario 3D World, and there were still a two-hour line. <laughs> wow. And there were like I think six for the for the Wind Waker remake. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, they didn't share their love in their games like very equally, which I find pretty disturbing. Mm-hmm. So going beyond like Nintendo, because again, that were the only new two demos on display, and both were really lovely. Um. I went to first to the PS4. Um, I got to play around with it a little more, mm-hmm. where in comparison to E3, I just got to play like a single game. Um, so I had more hands-on time with both of the systems. I will talk about Xbox in a little bit. Um, I will first start with the PS4. Um, I really like that controller. I think it's the best bloody controller out there. Hmm. I mean... the. The, the whole feel of the controller, it's smaller to have, get a grip on in your hands, so you can put your hands very comfortably around it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the sticks feel very nice and precise. I mean, the D-pad is not exactly still what I want it to be, because it's still, like, the four separate buttons, like the, P- like the PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the controller actually feels very nice. Um... Uh, the games looked very nice too. I played like the game they announced a new downloadable title called Razogun, which is from the Stardust people. And that game cool. was and that game was fucking crazy. And I love my bullet hell shooters, but the amount of like uh particle effects and like stuff going on on screen was kind of insane. Hmm. Um I'm interested in this. Yes, it it was very cool. Um so I'm also a fan of Skylander, so I fast. I'll just sit down and see how Skylanders looked on PS4, mm-hmm. uh, the new one that's coming out this winter. And it looked great. I was like, man, this looks... I usually buy this on Nintendo systems, but I kind of want to buy it now on my PS4. Um, it, it looks like the colors were very vibrant, and everything looks lovely. Um I was like really excited to play anything on the PS4. So I played Knack, I played Drive Club. I... Most of the games were from very good quality. Um, but now we're going a bit to the slippery slope of it all. And that's because all of these games that I just talked about, plus a f- few other downloadable titles, to play of them, you had to stand in a single line. Okay, like a single file line? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And this line became packed pretty quick on the regular days and I'm not talking about like about an hour or two, I'm talking about roughly five hours <laughs> and the, pl- the PlayStation stand did something I don't really understand 
where they put like all the games in packs, like Beyond Two Souls, and then the other 18 plus uh, PlayStation 3 games were in one pack. The 16 plus games were in another. Then the, the 16 plus games, like I just talked about, for PS4 were in one pack, and then the 18 plus games were also in another pack for PS4. And these these four packs created like four separate lines all across the booth, which was kind of nuts. Uh, but I got to play the things that I wanted to play, and yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to PS4. It kind of strengthens my interest in the console. Um, I think it, I think it's going on its way to be a very well-made system. So yeah, I was very pleased with that. Um, and if you want to, by the way, see me rant a bit more about Gamescom, I made a separate article, which is hopefully up by the time you hear this, which is called "Why Gamescom Needs Fixing." <laughs> uh, because, because the last two years it has only been like nuts about that whole conference, and I kind of feel that they need to do a lot to make it work better. Um, going to Xbox, uh, the funny part about this is is that there were no lines at all at Xbox. Big um, surprise, the, Europe. Um, well, on the day of on the first day of of Gamescom, and the second day before, like the the public was allowed to come in. There was almost no line for any game I was playing on Xbox. And afterwards, there were massive lines. Like, even Rise had a three-hour line. Hmm. But I got to play most of the stuff in roughly an hour. Oh, do uh, tell us. What are some so, of the games you played? So, first of all, I played Killer Instinct. Yeah! And I, and I bloody loved it. Yeah, dude. Um, I... I think Chief Thunder is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's they awesome. actually changed it so it's just Thunder now, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. But I wanted to <laughs> say the proper name really, then the stupid name they just said one word in the in the bloody selection screen. That's cultural um, sensitivity. <laughs> that's That's true. That's true. Um I really liked um playing Killer Instinct. It was really good and the first thing I've I recognize is that the D-pad on the Xbox One controller is much better. Nice. It's 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 very clicky. It's a very clicky D-pad. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, was very nice to use for finding games. Hmm. So I, there were no lines there, which means there were no other people playing it, and they had like like six demo stations for the game. So the only person I played against was the producer of Double Helix. Oh, um, which guy is that? Was that Mike, or I'm not. I I didn't remember his name, but I, his car definitely said Double Helix guy. I said okay, okay, <laughs> um, and I won all three matches of him. <laughs> hmm. Uh, so so it I, wasn't Mike. <laughs> yeah, and I and I played I played all like three characters that on display there, which were. Chief Thunder. What were their other two? Um, uh, Jago, Saberwolf, and, and Jago, also Glacius. Glacius. I played. No, I played four matches then. Yeah. Yeah, there are four characters. Um, and they just teased I, the fifth. I didn't really like Glacius at all. I was like, this character seems very difficult to get a grasp on. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you've been uh, watching the videos and stuff, but they've kind of designed him as a keep away character that plays this game full screen. So, like, he can, um, 
start combos like from actually a pretty long distance with like like his uh he's got like uh that puddle punch yes. that actually works at a distance and he's got the like the projectile that comes like from above him at an angle and he's got like all the the long range ice lances so so what you try to do with glacius is you try to keep them away from you yeah but i found like like jago and chief thunder and, and saberwolf um, were more like attractive to me and they were very quick to grasp yeah um so i don't know i it was just one character I didn't like. I mean, three of the four is still pretty good track record, I guess. Yep. Well, you don't have to buy the characters you don't like. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the that's the good thing about it, isn't it? I mean, if you like Jago, you get to play the game for free. <laughs> I, I, like... I, I like I liked Jago and and, um, and Thunder the most, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but also a lovely game. It it plays nice. It looked great. I mean. I mean, I don't really care about graphics in the first place. I more care care about the game themselves. Uh, but no, it it looked nice to play. Um, then I went to more of the actiony games, and this is where my gripes of the controller kind of stuck. Do tell. Um, so I played. Let's start with Forza. Um, so I've been a big fan of these games. I bought every single one of them. Uh, uh-huh. And I pl- and I like them a lot. It's like the only game I pretty much play a lot on my Xbox 360. Um, let alone online, but I still play them like a lot. Um, cool. But the controller of the Xbox One has two things that I am kind of like, eh. And the first one are the sh- the the rumble in the shoulder. Yeah. So. The rumble, the shoulder buttons, particularly used in Forza when you are drifting around corners and getting a good sense of like um, getting in tone with the track. So I was drifting around a corner using the shoulder buttons, and like this massive rumble came of this controller. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I, I, I really jumped up. I was like, "I was like just playing this game regularly." Holy, what? Huh? What? I was like. Is this how really how the the rumble's gonna feel in the Xbox One controller? I was like, I don't. I was I was literally confused about it. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> what? Like it jumped out of your hands? <laughs> like it was gonna take out one of your eyes? Yeah. Caution. Point away from face. I I I was like, really? This is. I don't really enjoy this as much. But okay, I'm gonna just wolf the punches and see how it goes further. Then the second thing cropped up, and that's the sticks, the analog okay. sticks. I think they're too small. Oh yeah, are they smaller than the standard 360 sticks? Yeah, huh. yeah, they are. They're more of, they're pretty much more of a a round circle un- placed with a stick under it. Hmm. Um, a small, lengthy stick. And with action games like Call of Duty and Forza, I felt they felt so, slipped sometimes out of my fingers. Huh. And I played like a lot of Xbox One games. I played possibly more of them than the PS4. I played like 10 Xbox One games. And most of the action stuff, I really felt like the control stick, there was something 
uncommon about it. I mean, possibly you can get used to it if you played a lot, I guess, but from what I played, and that's roughly three hours worth of content, I didn't really enjoy using those sticks. Hmm, that's interesting. I was like... I mean, the the golfing in it is pretty interesting, but once you really get around to quickly doing snappy motions, especially in Call of Duty and stuff, I was like, man, I can't keep... I had to put like the sensitivity down a bit down on on Call of Duty because I was like, this is not going well for me with this with these sticks. This is not going the way I wanted to. And it was pretty annoying for me because I I liked the Xbox 360 controller. I was like, man, they're they're doing the wrong thing here that I that I don't like. And that was kind of freaking annoying to me. Um, so yeah, that was my like two biggest gripes with the Xbox One controller, and they were pretty significant ones to me. Huh. Um, okay. Um, if I would buy an Xbox, I would still buy Killer Instinct, though, of course. Yeah, like I I pre-ordered an Xbox One just for that game. Yeah, but 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 like the action games, I'm not very sure about. I would rather play them possibly on. A- hmm. Did they have a uh, Dead Rising there? Dead Rising was there, but it was only like a presentation. Oh, okay. And they showed Smart Glass, and they showed like all of the new things they've added, like also all the new like Capcom cameos. Ah. So you could, so your character could do like a a, a Dragon Punch. Okay. And could do like um, Blanca's electric attack. Huh. All right. Um, and another thing they've done is that you can like build stuff anywhere in the game, so you don't have to go to a workbench anymore. Oh, that's good. So like the your character is a mechanic. Yeah, I heard so about he that. Can, so he can build weapons everywhere. Hmm. As long as he has the blueprint and the right materials with him. Um, another thing they've introduced is like um, vehicle combining. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, in the de- in the in the demo they've shown um that you could combine like a steamroller with a motorcycle. Okay, that sounds pretty hype. I have no idea how that would work, but I'm very yeah, interested you're, to you're, find you're, out. You have the steam ro- you have the steamroller in front of you and the rest is just the parts of the motorcycle. Okay, sounds so, sounds good. And it became a steam cycle. And it was pretty awesome. It doesn't make any sense, but it sounds fun. <laughs> it, it it is fun. It was super fun. Um, but yeah, that was that. Um, then after that, I looked at Rise, the new the inter- the new game from Crytek. Oh yeah. And man, oh man, don't I don't I like that game? I don't really like it at all. Um, it was. It was bloody easy. Let me put it that way. It was really freaking easy. Um, so the whole combat was like two buttons, and it was pretty much objective based. You had to do these various objectives around like these various arena parts, um, right. and it became and became. It was pretty much like really focused on performing these various executions and doing like this battle stuff, and it became really boring really really fast and like after like playing one stage it becomes 
became kind of draining. Was like, ugh. And then I found that the level designer was standing next to me, and he was a Dutch guy. So he was, <laughs> wow. so he was, so he was asking like me questions about the game. So what do you like about it? I was like, um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh damn, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that. That was a thing that happened. And after that, I played um, Connect Sports Rivals. Sick. And the con- the new Connect works damn well. Really damn well. So cool. we had so we had like um, a mountain climbing game, uh, which you had to like put your arms out and grasp with your hand like um, like the various pylons that were placed. And you had to really grasp them with your fingers to get a good grip on them. So it was actually it actually worked like very efficiently. It wasn't very practical though because you got to work out pretty quick. But maybe that's the point of the game. Uh, but it was it was fun enough. Um, for one interesting thing, the Xbox I first tried crashed, and I had, they had to reboot the entire thing. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, that's the thing that happens at you know events and stuff. But it's still never a good thing. Yeah, it 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 was it wasn't a lovely picture. Um, I played also. There were two like, no, three games on display for like their arcade servers, which were Peggle Two, which uh, which was lovely, I guess. Yeah, I um, love Peggle. Uh, Peggle Two was cool. Yeah, it was pretty much more Peggle, which is always a good thing. Uh, yeah, Local dude. Cycle from Twisted Pixel. Uh huh. Which was crazy, and then there was like a Zoo Tycoon game from Frontier Studios. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, that was all I played on Xbox One, which is, was a pretty massive amount, considering there weren't many lines there, but it was lovely to have played it all. Um, still think that I would rather buy a PS4, though. And I feel like, I think I've given like Xbox a fair chance, because I played 10 games on it. Okay. Uh, but I... Playing with the controller was like... Uh, maybe I'll buy further down down the line it will possibly certainly happen with Killer Instinct being on that thing yeah uh, yeah I'm also buying two fight sticks so yeah I, I look forward to my regular controller like picking up a lot of dust <laughs> but I will I will possibly buy the PS4 first not to say that I will never buy an Xbox One but that's currently how things currently are standing okay so from here on like I'll be representing Team Xbox on this podcast, <laughs> and you guys can be Team PS3 uh, you know, or whatever. I, I'm not against, you know, Xbox One. <laughs> Trust me. No, no, no. no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm playing it. It has some really good stuff going for it. I mean, um, it doesn't really look that bad at all. But it's like, I kind of want to see how things will progress for microsoft first before i'm gonna f- go full in because it's still like a 500 bucks machine yeah i mean shit i want both of them but i don't have like you know a thousand bucks to drop on that type of stuff well i could but then yeah I, you know i couldn't do a lot of things like eat <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh, i will look at look into it further down the line when i have more money widely available to me uh, which is fair enough i guess um what else did I play? 
I played a whole bunch of Ubisoft stuff. I got to play Watch Dogs. Oh yeah, that's a, like uh, one of the contenders for my uh, Xbox One Day One purchase. I think you besides should, Killer more... Instinct, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think you should buy um, Watch Dogs. It's really good. It looks fun. Yeah, it, it you you can play it as stealthily or as maddening as you as your own freaking want. And playing it finally in own person, I can confirm that's totally the case of what I shown in videos. Okay, right on. Yeah, it it was a fun game. I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, it and was you still can... kind of gui- yeah, it was still kind of guided my experience because they told me what to exactly do. They left me the choices like up to me. But okay. they t- still told me kind of where I needed to go to do, do my goal. So I kind of want to see how it goes just playing it on my own. But I- I'm pretty positive about it so far. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And you can pretty much buy that game on any platform you want. Yeah, even Wii U. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even Wii U. <laughs> I-, I-, I, might bu- I might buy it on Wii U and pl- ba- play it again on PS4. Mr. Moneybags. No, buy that game play, 12 times. I just want to play that game twice because I want to experience it both ways. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the mostly the highlights of the entire thing. Um, I'm going to be the best Killer Instinct player in Japan. <laughs> by default. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding there. Yeah, it so, doesn't come out in Japan for like another year. Actually, I heard it's two years. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you had me going. There was there was also like a lot of like nitty things I don't really like about the conference itself. But again, you can read that article, which should be up on Nintendo World Report whenever somebody takes the time to edit that thing. Uh, 